back, everybody, to another episode of the Criterion Cult Podcast. I know it's been a while, but we're back. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia, and I got my co-host with me. Armando Arvizu here, and what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, because podcast? it's been such a long time, we gotta, let our, we gotta remind everybody what's going on here. Yeah, we gotta remind we everybody what we do here, because... You know, what we'd like to do here is we'd like to talk about a film that's on the Criterion Collection. And then one of us will bring a film that we believe belongs in the collection as well. And we'll both talk about it. We'll vote it in. We'll vote it out. We'll critique it. We yell at each other. It's a bunch of fun stuff. And today, it is my day to bring something. It's your ep. It is my episode. And, you know, I got a premonition. And my premonition is this one's going to be a sick episode. Because today... We're talking about The Last Wave from 1977 from Peter Weir. But what I'm bringing later on, I'm bringing Take Shelter from Jeff Nichols from 2011. We've already talked about Midnight Special uh, before, which is one of his films. Uh, but I'm bringing a little more, uh, I guess, a little more unknown film from him. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about The Last Wave. And that again, that's directed by Peter Weir. And um, written by, right? And written by Peter Weir as well, and it stars screenplay Richard, by screenplay by. <laughs> it stars Richard Chamberlain as David Burton, or David Burton as Richard Chamberlain. It doesn't matter. You don't know. They're all white. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Hamnet, Hamnet, Hamnet. Sorry, excuse me. Olivia Hamnet. Uh, Olivia Hamnet as Annie Burton. David Gulpulil, Gulpulil, I believe, as Chris Lee, and Nan Jawari. Amagula as Charlie. And um, this is about a Sydney lawyer defends five Aboriginal persons in a ritualized taboo murder and in the process learns disturbing things about himself and premonitions. None of you, ever, everyone listens probably like, I have no idea what you just said, Jordan. What are you talking about to me? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> well, I mean, if you watch it, you'll have no idea either. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah that, that's sort of true. I guess you're right. But I guess what I'm saying is, all right, so let's let's talk about first and foremost who Peter Weir is, right? Yeah, he's directed a lot of stuff that you've probably seen, but probably never didn't, realized. Right, he didn't directed. think that it would, you, you never yeah. connected the dots to Peter Weir. Yeah. Right? So he has stuff like, for instance, Master and Commander with mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. Which is like, uh, like, don't a lot of people talk about that movie? I've never seen it. Uh, I've never seen about. it. Also, I've never seen it myself. But, but it's one of those movies that it's people getting. Are like, it's getting like a huge kind of uh, resurgence in terms of, like, I, I think there was like a tweet or something that sort of talked crap about the movie mm-hmm. and said that it was bad. And I think Russell Crowe maybe sort of said, "Well, no, I think you're wrong." If you looked at this director's film, like he sort of gave a very like elegant response oh, okay, to be like nice. oh this is like actually a good movie this is coming from russell crowe yes oh, yeah wow. and, and he also kind of i think it was like a thing about like oh you just you don't want to watch something because it's too long you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. and so everyone sort of backed up russell crowe and being like yeah you're this is actually a really good film yeah. you know so you know i mean it's there he also did witness mm-hmm. with harrison ford that was the first time with harrison ford had ever gotten nominated for an oscar oh wow yeah so that's pretty cool. Did he cool. get one for Han Solo? No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. Yeah. He should have. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Peter Weir did that as well. Mm-hmm. You know Robin Williams, R.I.P. It's really funny. We're saying... You've probably seen his movies, but I haven't seen any of these. Well, um, 
but they, I mean, they're sort of like the movies but that you should are, have seen. Yeah, exactly. Like I've never seen Witness. I'm, you know, I just one of those movies. I, I've I, seen Dead Poet Society, but I, I've never seen Witness either. <laughs> or Master and Commander. I've been meaning to watch, like, just because I've been hearing like same a, here. You know, yeah. I've heard over the years like a lot of people have been. Just, Was this going to get you to want to watch it even more <laughs> after watching the Last Wave? No, I don't ever want to go back to Peter well, Weir. But, but I mean, but he also did the Truman Show. Okay, I've seen the Truman Show and Picnic at Hanging Rock, which is uh, on the Criterion Collection, which is, as on, well. which is kind of his big, which I think his his biggest kind of most what everyone kind of goes to. Like if yeah. you're an actor, you're just like, oh, I'm working with Peter Weir because he did Picnic at Hanging Rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that. It's you know what I mean? Like you yeah, know? and the way people would work with like Paul Thomas Anderson because they're like, oh, he did like Boogie Nights. You know, it's like that one movie that everyone's like, that's like I want to yeah, work that's, with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he did after or what he's going to do. He just did that, so I'm down to just work with him. So I, I've never seen Picnic and Hanging Rock. I've seen The Truman Show. Um, I, I will say this, uh, starting off right into Peter Weir again, I don't I don't know if I feel any kind of style that comes from him, but I'm not going to say that he's like a bad director and by any means, um, but I don't know if I can ever be like, oh, okay, The Truman Show and Picnic and Hanging Rock and Dead Poet Society, that's like a through line of like one director. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there really isn't that. Yeah, I don't see any. Co- well, I mean, it's hard for me to see any connection because I really haven't seen any of those movies. But, but from the movies that you have seen. But though, yeah, right. like, I mean, and I've seen like, what was it? Dead Poet Society, you said? Yes. There was, yeah, I've seen like parts of it. And I mean, I don't know. It just none of, none of those like jump out at me or like speak to me. Like maybe he's like more of just a director trying to get performances from these actors and things like that like you know like yeah. especially with truman show where it was jim carrey doing something different like he's not the cable guy he's not lloyd christmas you know he's not ace ventura he's really like bringing you know more of a performance like a dramatic performance sort of you know yes yeah i, I think that I, I can agree with that in terms of what you're saying it's, yeah. he's not really worried about like trying to kind of um, give you anything in terms of like the camera work and stuff like that not to say that he's not doing anything with that or, or anything but yeah he is more concerned about there's a particular story and mm-hmm. performances that i'm just i just have to film that yeah i'm not really gonna try to um he's not really flashy or like really i don't like well especially in last wave i mean honestly like everything that's happening like from scene to scene is really i don't know for me it was kind of was dull you know like okay even the the actors were really dull too where like there's like concern and things in their faces sort of or not but really not in their voice or their the timber or like you know the cadence of their voice it's really very dry i get what you're saying like the whole movie is really very dry and like subdued you know like well you know a lot of it i feel like is sort of um not necessarily first time actors because a lot of obviously the british white people that he has are not mm-hmm. but obviously the aborigines and things like that that he has well are, are, the, they're, they're a little more except except the main guy chris lee um david, david uh gold Capillo. capillo 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 yes okay. yeah um, he was in walkabout he was in walkabout nicholas which is, rogue yeah uh, which is collection. which is about two white kids who get lost in like the bush and they <laughs> run into uh they run into him and stuff like that yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's always about white people who mm-hmm. run into them but yeah. so here i feel like i i see what you're saying mm-hmm. it, there is a little stiltedness in the acting it doesn't really come off in any sort of it, it, it to me this film feels very much like a a, a b horror movie 
mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways that are, are sort of bad, but in also a lot of ways that are sort of good, that are that are schlocky mm-hmm. and interesting to me and what he's trying to do and the ways that he's trying to, you know, so for, you know, to, to really say what the story is about. So yeah. these these aborigines, um, they end up killing one of their their own. And, mm-hmm. and they're so there's this whole thing in. Uh, the city where if you're an aborigine who lives in the city that means you're supposed to like not be part of a tribe mm-hmm. like you you know you're supposed to live by the laws of whatever's going on there and you're not supposed to have a tribe and stuff like that yeah. but they these are city um aborigines they call them aboriginals and i, I guess that's the way you would say yeah. the, the plural way so these are city aboriginals and and they end up killing one of their own because he ends up trying to steal or he's like he's trying to take secrets from their 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 kind of the rituals that they do and and then their their religion and the things that they have you know what I mean like it's yeah. not and so they end up killing him so this lawyer he ends up getting stuck not stuck with the case but they give him the case and he realizes that oh you know the, the murder they, was the case they, they gave him <laughs> they have they have they have their own sort of law yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes they kill each other over the fact that they they don't follow these certain laws and it's not the same laws that we have. But also this white man who's their lawyer is also having visions of this wave that's that that keeps taking over where he lives and killing everybody. There are these things that the aborigines believe in where there are these people that are half human, half spirits where they can see the future. And all their dreams are the future. Mm-hmm. And if they if they see a wave uh, killing a bunch of people, then that means it's going to happen. And so what, what was interesting to me at first about what Peter Weir was doing here was like, okay, like you're kind of showing that the, you know, the aborigines are literally, aboriginals are literally having to live this fake life, these double lives, right? They have to come to the city and wear our stupid jeans and our shoes and our stupid colored shirts and, and act like regular people but also they have to pretend that they don't have this tribe where it's a real religion the the real things that they believe in you know and the things that they're doing yeah they have to hide themselves yes yeah. Yeah, yeah and so it's sort of like a surface kind of thing about that and you're like oh okay it's i like that that's kind of a, a supernatural kind of uh entrance way into that yeah. idea of what it's like to be these type of people aboriginals and, and dealing with, you know, the, the, the these people taking you over and making mm-hmm. you follow these laws. But it literally just kind of ends up becoming this sort of weird B-movie about this white guy who just is able to see that a flood is going to come and kill everybody. And, you know, the Aborigine stuff kind of not, not... It doesn't necessarily get put on the back burner completely, but it's not, it's not completely explored. It, you know what I mean? And, and I think... It would have been nice if Peter Weir really hear cared that, about listeners. That. It's not completely explored. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's just not you telling me all that right now. It was putting me to sleep. Just like this, <laughs> I wish this last wave would come. Like just hit us already. Like Peter Weir, you're you're, dr- you're okay, drowning I, me. I, I you're, get it. You're drowning me. But, you know, but I'm like, just saying. I, I, I'm just saying that there is something interesting in this film. It's just not. It's, it's not this film. It's it, not. It's, pres- I I just don't feel it was presented like. I mean, not that everything has to be exciting, but sure, like sure. this, this one did not present anything kind of like really engaging or like, you know, like really caught, like really grabbed me, you know, like even like a scene or something, you know, like it all like from scene to scene, like it just feels so like, what I mean, mo- I, I like, liked a lot of the water stuff you did. Like Come on. what movie? <laughs> like I was like, what movie is this? You know, like what is going on? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even realize he was a lawyer until they're in the courtroom until he has you a know? powdered wig yeah and, he, yeah. and like i was thought that's he was true. an accountant the whole time for some like uh, uh daniel burton's character okay it's just really true, like 
and it, like and that's why i was like so like so when he gets called like to see the uh the tribe member they killed like in the uh, coroner's office like coroner's like a uh, room or whatever it's called you know yeah they coroner's like, office yeah <laughs> the corner pad the corner corner's office. pad yeah the corner's hangout the corner's like you know like i was like what is he doing there why would the accountant be that like you know it was just so like i was just lost in that like and i was paying attention hard like i like i watched this movie a few times because i just was not getting anything nothing was like going in which my we appreciate head. here on the criteria you know cult. like i wasn't you know because i don't because i don't come here to talk crap about movies sure, sure. i come here of, to of course, of course i come here to i want to celebrate i want point. people yes. to see these movies because i'm excited about them and like hopefully other people will be excited about them absolutely you know but this peter weir's last wave was just not it for me this I time around you know like i get you and wonder. i always want to be like i know i honestly thought i was going to be it was want to get, be one of those things where we're like pleasantly surprised and overjoyed by it like you know like where it's just yeah this was great why don't why don't people talk about this more why isn't released on blu-ray or yeah you know, like it, but, it wasn't an el norte like this trailer yeah. was pretty much what we saw for mm-hmm. this one whereas el norte we saw that trailer yeah. we're like Ugh. and then yeah. we saw the film it's like it wasn't oh, that yeah trailer. at all you know yeah. what i mean what it presented itself yeah the as, last yeah. wave was pretty much like the trailer that you see yeah. if you're able to see like the trailer on youtube it's or like, i think even criterion the criterion channel might even have the trailer for it yeah. but you know the I, film yeah it just feels very stuffy you know like where I get you're you. just like oh, yeah. i mean I, i'm not completely against it as much as you are i'm okay with it i don't see it like as i, I like a few things that he did in there again it, because and i sort of understood or at least i i felt like the the sort of the b movie horror film aspect of it mm-hmm. that sort of where i was like well as long as i can think of it as like that yeah. then it, it's kind of stands out you know mm-hmm. but if i'm trying to think of it as like oh yeah like it's this thing about aborigines or it's about like you know uh uh you know spirits that take over this white man where he sees these visions where it's kind of like a noah's ark thing in a way like which is sort of what the take shelter is about as well Mm -hmm. but there was nothing i could like you said there was nothing i could really grasp onto uh besides the fact of being like well you know this is actually a pretty good uh like little like i don't know like episode of tales from the crypt or something (laughs) like you know something like that tells me like from the crib would have done it better and in 23 minutes <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah it, but it but it still sort of feels like that more than it feels like a movie you're right yeah. it feels like it should be a little shorter yeah it, it kind will, of, that's it, what, that too like i mean i get it it would have felt like it's some like one of those short stories that you've read that you know is like are really good you know and you get it from and you get more from that than you really dr- dragged this short story way too long than it right. really needed to be. This is his first, like he directed TV and stuff, but this is his first feature film, right? I believe so. And that's an, that's kind of another thing because I'm always like, I really like first films, you know? Because you can kind of see a lot of a director's style, like if you've seen like their other films, you know, like you can see it, you can see it developing and like the, uh, you know, like the potential, well, you know? Yeah, you kind of see where they're like going you, as a director once you watch their older stuff you see yeah. like oh that's like where their first spark came from and they had yeah. this very idea from that place but they just didn't have the money to kind of pull it off mm-hmm. or whatever you yeah. know and, and yeah i guess and then I, I get but i kind of honestly i guess you kind of do see his uh directing style in the first one because he's not doing like you know he's getting performances he's just kind of putting the camera like you know He's just yes. trying to get these performances I mean, out of actors, yeah. and maybe he, he he grew as a director and got better performances because like isn't like that that Robin Williams scene is like you know like huge, right? 
Is that that's Dead Poets yes, Society? Yes, Dead Poets yeah. Society. You know, yeah, everyone yeah. like, no, oh, Captain yeah, My Cat, you know? For sure. Yeah, he yeah. does. I think, yeah, he was... I Maybe it came from this, or maybe he just figured after this he had yeah. to do that. But yes, there is some sort of like, yeah, I can't just... Mm. You know, I can't make... Because, yeah, he all the movies he does after this are not really in the vein of this, where it has that same kind of... You know, he has, like, scenes of, like, you know, water bursting through, like, a radio in the mm-hmm. car. And these kind of, like, horror scenes. They're, like, yeah. they're very, like, reminiscent of, like, a horror film where it's, like, this water just keeps coming and all these things just keep coming to this person who keeps seeing all this stuff. But, yeah, nothing else after this ever kind of has that same vibe. It is just, like, oh, well, no, we're just, I just need to focus my camera on Ed Harris and Jim Carrey for The Truman Show or, like you said, Robin Williams. And again, I'm not trying to bag on Peter Weir, and I don't think you are either. No, not at all. I yeah. mean, I want to see the picnic at Hanging Rock. Was yeah, I think I, I think yes, picnic yeah. at Hanging Rock. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we just don't. Yeah, I think he's just not taking to us. He's just not. Uh, he's his movies haven't like grabbed me yet. Not a single film that I've seen from him, yeah. which I hope this one might be, because again, like you said, it's a first film, so you're you're excited. You're like, oh, this might be when he's yeah. just like doing everything like you yeah know, like i mean they're a little the rough around the edges and stuff like yeah. that it's a little more exciting like the director yeah. like taking some chances on thing, like you know on things but this really did not do like do that like you know like with anything kind of you know like yeah for maybe sure. the story like he thought it was really like you know like oh this is exciting and stuff and he wanted to tell the story but i mean i didn't get that through the filmmaking and through watching the film you know like yeah, I get you. Yeah, you want to just do really quick last thoughts? Yeah, we could do last thoughts. Go for it. Just a real quick one. Yeah, I mean, I mean Peter Weir. <laughs> <I never> said- <laughs> yeah, we've said all we could say about this film. Like, we're pretty we're pretty Peter Weary about Peter yeah. Weir. <laughs> yeah, it got weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the last wave. It was. I'm glad it was the last one. <laughs> but anyway, I, I mean, I, I just there are, wasn't like- anything that grabbed me about this film. It was just like the acting was like, ugh, like it wasn't good. Like you know. It just like any of the scenes really like kind of like how they felt. I felt like they didn't make sense or they're just really presented like kind of like, I guess, sort of like 70s TV where it's just kind of scene to scene like a bad cop show kind of, you know, and it's just kind of, I don't know, just they're just filming. I don't know. They're just that's what it felt like to me now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I give it one Charlie out my window. Damn, one charlie out his but i'm window. not completely like bagging on peter weird like i will check out his other films Definitely. especially the criterion one and even dead poet society for christ's sakes and master and commander were like what am i i mean I'll, I'll check out master and commander i don't know if you need to see dead poet society i mean it's fine it's yeah. fine you know, know it's just like one of those like cheesy kind of shawshank redemption movies that everyone's like oh this is like a great movie but it's like oh okay yeah, because I mean, you know because you cried when you saw it that one time but yeah. watch it again and see what it feels like you yeah. know but that's not even me trying to bag on peter Weir we're either because i don't think he's a bad director i think he's serviceable i think he does what he needs to do in terms of these types of stories and my last thoughts is uh, well you know I wanted to like the last that was wave. A big sigh. I wanted, I wanted to like get into the last wave. I wanted to really um, dig deep into it because, again, I mean, you know, it's it, if if it did anything, it made me interested in trying to look into the whole uh, Aborigine thing and what they've had to go through in Australia. That's about it. I mean, there probably is a better movie about it, or there's probably a better movie someone can make who actually knows the experience about that. You know what I mean? That's not some 
you know, kind of white savior. I wouldn't say he's a white savior, but like, you know, why would the one, I can't remember what they call them, but the aborig- aboriginals call the, these people this certain, you know, the people who are half yeah, human, I half, forget the word half, that, yeah. half spiritual or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, the fact that this white guy, this white lawyer just happens to be one of those and he can see the future, that's whack. Peter Weir knows it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, I give this, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I give this two waves. Mm-hmm. And not even like actual like waves from like the ocean, not, like waves goodbye, <laughs> like see ya. Yeah, you know because it, it's hard to kind of just put this movie down completely because it's not complete. Like oh, don't see it. I, I guess that's what I want to say completely. Would you recommend this to anyone, Wando? Uh, I don't know if I would honestly. Okay. Yeah. Just, I don't know if I would either. Yeah. But I guess it would be one of those things that if you are a you know someone who just likes film and you're trying to just go through film and you want to see these you know certain directors their first films, I would say there's no reason why you couldn't check this out. But if yeah. you are just sort of a casual, not casual, but if you are just kind of like you're this going is through not films, for like a casual movie person. Absolutely not. not. But it's like, also I think it's also not for even just people who are just like, well, I just want to see all the good movies that have been made. You might, you know, even though it's on Criterion, you might want to just skip this one till the end. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's but, uh, but If you want to see it, see it. That's, mean, that's two. It's on the channel. And one. Wow. That's a low score. We usually that don't is. give movies low scores from the Criterion, at least. Yeah, um, but, yeah that's you know, the first. Sometimes uh, it has we we almost gave was it Haxon a bad score, but we talked it out and we figured like oh shit no this is that saying is much more than we realized on the viewing yeah, that we did. I know? guess Valerie and her Week of Wonders was probably like the lowest score oh, yeah, that one, one that we did. I didn't even. see I think it. all of us like I think besides you everyone who had yeah. actually did the work and saw <laughs> it, uh, they get we all gave it like yeah half a star or just half of whatever mm-hmm. you know but. Yeah. Was that directed by a man a guy? Of course it was. Oh yeah. Duh. They always are. Yeah. Always are. And so is this next movie that we're gonna be talking about that I brought to the collection. Uh we're gonna be talking about Take Shelter. And I mentioned earlier that we already brought a Jeff Nichols film to the Criterion Collection Midnight Special. You guys can check out that old episode. But I'm bringing, as I said, Take Shelter from two thousand eleven. That is starring Michael Shannon, who plays Curtis. Jessica Chastain, Samantha, Shea Wiggum, the great Shea Wiggum, who plays Dewart, just a bunch of weird names I just said right there, Uh, Tova Stewart, who plays Hannah, the young uh, daughter. Of Curtis and... Of Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain, yeah. Yeah. And then Kathy Baker plays Sarah, who's the mother of Michael Shannon, and then Ray McKinnon plays Kyle, who's the brother of Michael Shannon. Uh-huh. Sorry, what were you saying? You were going to ask something? Oh, uh, the the daughter, uh, Tova Stewart, she's mm-hmm. really uh, deaf, or what is Or you said that? Well, I, I mean, not. she, she in or the she movie she is. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if she is. Oh, I thought, I thought you told me. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I don't think I did. I think you're making that up. <laughs> no. I want to strike that from the record. <laughs> and this, okay. Take Shelter, is about... A man who is plagued by a series of apocalyptic visions, a young husband and father, questions whether to shelter his family from a coming storm or from himself. Wow, that sounds Goodness really gracious. similar. Again, this is all 
IMDb. And I, I, I guess, you know, right off the bat, let's just say that the way that these movies are kind of similar in terms of Last Wave and this is just, you know, it's two white guys seeing premonitions. Mm-hmm. Seeing things that are happening. I don't think... They got the last shelter. They got the last wave. Yeah, because... Got... I, well, I mean, I, I think it's different in a way that, like, Take Shelter is more... I don't know. It's it has a grounded. little bit more it's going just, on. It's all just... Gra- it's also just a little more grounded, right? You know, uh, yeah. Whereas, like, uh, the last wave is uh, uh, kind of about that, like, um, has a supernatural kind of it, thing. Yeah, in it's tribal. kind of like a supernatural. It, but, it's sort of. I mean, it's also you know just someone trying to pay attention to their not. I guess not intuition, but yeah, intuition. Like there are things that are going on with them, you know. Right. And trying to you know understand it, like, and not push it down, like you know, not push these things, like these yeah. feelings or these thoughts down, you know. Yes, they're it, not ignoring little... them completely. I mean, a little bit. David Burton's character kind of was, you know, like it's like because oh, he had right, it when he was right, a, right. when he was a younger kid and stuff, and his dad yeah. tells him, you know, that came true or whatever. But it's also his stuff is more like these premonitions of like. I don't know. They feel more like horror movie premonitions in the last wave. Even Whereas, in Take Shelter, the car crash, the dog, you know. I guess you're right. I, well, I guess biting I, him and stuff, you know. Yeah, like, I guess I'm just thinking more of like apocalyptic and not horror. Peeing in the bed. But I guess that's the same thing. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Peeing in the bed is a horror. <laughs> Especially if your wife's coming in there yeah. and she's just like, hey, That's well, exactly how every man would go, stay over there. Hey, stay that's, over there. <laughs> you know what? That's, that is a really great like scene to talk about right off the bat let's get into that because you know if you're a man and you're just you know you're having these horrific visions and you piss in your bed and your wife you know she's already up luckily she already got out of the bed because she's got to get ready for work thank god your wife goes to work and well she got (laughs) yeah yeah no i know i'm just joking but yeah so yeah she gets up to go to work and so she's already getting ready he pissed and he pissed himself and she's like oh i want to find out what's wrong with you and the only way Instead of because you're such a man, the only way instead of just being like, hey, you know what? I actually wet the bed. Something happened. It's like this weird thing. Mm-hmm. You're just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like you're just like man. Yeah. Like you just and that's kind of like another thing that, yeah, you notice in this film. It's like, um, you know, it's like that man. You know, when you're a man, you just don't know how to. Oh well, yeah, he's is doing that a lot because he's, you know, he's like diagnosing himself. You know, because he sees like. Um, you know the signs that his mother has and why she's in like a, you know like a you know like one of those uh, care for nursing home kind of places right, you know, like, right. Uh, what is it exactly that she has she's just like kind of bipolar oh schizophrenia okay yeah and he kind of he sees the signs you know that he's getting them or he thinks that these like premonitions or dreams that he's having is part of them because especially once they take on you know, the physical yeah. once you know he's pissing himself mm-hmm. once he feels like the pain of the dreams yeah. in his real life you know what i mean he gets yeah. bit by a dog by his dog his in one dog, of the dreams yeah. mm-hmm. and so he felt the pain on his arm mm-hmm. for like such a long time you yeah. know what i mean so yeah it, it is like uh well it, well he's being a man about it like where he's trying to you know like he's trying to take care of it like under the covers sort of you know like where he's not trying to, he doesn't want anyone to know like he's not telling his wife what's going on and why he's doing these like kind of odd things around the, like you know like around the house or even his right. buddy uh who he works with uh Dewart. Jay Wiggum. yeah Dewart. Dewart. i like Dewart, but um yeah Dewart. Dewart's yeah, good that's you know? a good name that's a good man yeah. if you can find women uh, ladies out there if you can find yourself a Dewart, marry that man <laughs> <laughs> you know like and and even when he like tries to get help, like 
um, you know, he goes to a counselor and he's he's telling the counselor like all this stuff, like kind of like over loading her with her with information and not letting her like make the assessment of where he's at. You know, like he's already made his assessment and he's already just give me pills or something to curb this. Right. Uh, you know, schizophrenia, you know, because, yeah, he's just aware that. Uh, and I think that's one thing that w- what's great about the writing as well as Jeff Nichols is that, you know, it's sort of it is throwing you for that that not a loop, but it is trying to say so. All right. A scoop. So you're just like, oh, OK, um, is Michael Shannon's character seen all these things? Well, then yeah, you we find don't out. Know. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out, OK, he's got that that uh, mental illness background. His mother has mental illness. She has schizophrenia. And then so he does start to self-diagnose himself. You know, yeah. trying to be like, oh, I know what it is. I know that's what it is. So you're just like, well, so then is it that then? You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that give you the doubt of what it might be. Yeah. And even the ending kind of. It's still the ending, of course, sort of, yeah. you know, or like what happens. I don't know if we want to spoil it or anything. I mean, we do spoilers here. Yeah. But I mean, we'll get into it in yeah, a bit. Yeah, but yeah. we don't have to write, write yeah. this instant. But yeah, but, it, but, that that is what is good about this movie is that, you know, it kind of doesn't give you that, you know, the last wave you know well I, I would say right off the bat for for um for myself bringing this film to this and you know again i paired it with the last wave because um they were both about people having premonitions <clears throat> excuse me men and about men <laughs> men having premonitions white 35 men, year old men <laughs> of course but you know it, it was that it it felt it felt like it made sense to pair them with each other and it they does. sort of do it does and, and and i did kind of enjoy pairing them with each other because it showed me like a contrast of something right so in the last wave you kind of have a little bit of a family conflict right between mm-hmm. the you know the the main characters who are going through you know he's a lawyer and he has to deal with you know uh, taking care of those aboriginals and there, there's all this magical stuff going on and all this crazy stuff going on with them and, and the wave and all the water coming to their house and stuff like that. And you can kind of see that there's turmoil turmoil at home, yeah. but they never really get into it. And what's different, I think, in Take Shelter and what Jeff Nichols, I think, does better than a lot of a lot of directors and writers is that when he does something like a high concept, whether it's like Midnight Special or something like this, he's more focused on the family aspect more focused on the characters like building those characters and so we see a lot more like quiet uh you know a lot of more quiet scenes between um all the characters between michael shannon between jessica chastain between everybody and it's you know it slowly kind of builds up it's never this like all right we have a scene where we just see the characters and in the next scene something crazy happens you know the, I, the first act in this film is pretty you know, he does kind of see stuff in a way, but it's never it's never too intense. It slowly builds, and that's because we're slowly building the drama with the family, within the family, within Michael Shannon and his wife, within Michael Shannon and his daughter. You know, him sort of realizing because he's mentally ill and he has that mental illness, he's going to have to deal with that pretty soon. You know what I mean? And that's like a great, I don't know, that was just like a good contrast to see in that. Where it's like, well, you know, i never seen The Last Wave before. And I brought Take Shelter, and it's kind of nice to see that, oh, I brought Take Shelter, at least in my eyes, for a reason, because I feel like it does it better than The Last Wave. It, like, you know, it does all that stuff better. Yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of what the Take Shelter does, uh, you know, right. You know, where it does give you the more of the family dynamic, at least at this point in their 
you know, their lives in this time, you know, because you don't know really how it was before, sort of. You know, they're just a family, like, trying to, they're struggling, but they're, you know, they're living, you know, they're worried about their daughter, like, they're trying to get her this operation, they don't know, uh, like, his, if his, like, his works insurance will cover this, and, you know, that's one, of, another thing that's kind of going on between them, you know, like, trying to help their daughter, and. Which is also a great kind of addition to films like this. Usually when you have films, when it has these kind of high concepts, right, so it's yeah. like, oh, this guy, he keeps seeing well, who are the guys who always keep seeing the future? A lawyer. And and, and these people who are like big business people. Not but some blue-collar guy. Yeah, and Take Shelter, it's just like, you know, he's just a regular kind of blue-collar. He just, yeah. you know, construction. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure exactly what he does, but... He you digs. Know, he digs, yeah. you know, it's, it's not I mean, oil or anything. trying to dig but, under the surface, you know? Yeah. Like, you're trying to, like, and that's what he's sort of doing, you know, and that the story too he's like there's that that i mean that has to mean something that he's like he's trying to dig but something is always breaking or something is happening and like you know like something uh you know like something is stopping him from like you know getting to the root of the problem like actually like going down there digging deep you know like he's pushing his friends away because of you know things he doesn't because of visions Yeah. yeah he's yeah i mean he's really trying to protect everyone but he's also like and he's also trying to get help, but you also have to kind of accept the help that, you know, and he's not doing that either. Like until there's that scene where Jessica Chastain's his wife, you know, Samantha, where she like, you know, she tells him the like, this is a stupid word, the game plan, you know, like that she's figured out in her head to work these things out, you know, yeah, like, take shelter game plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're going to take shelter and we're going to move left. We're going to move up, you know, like, but yeah, you know, like, I mean, that. I mean, that has to say something about the film, like, uh, about, oh, like, you know, like, about the characters, too, like, where, like, his job is saying something else, like, else than just, it's just his job, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and then, so, you know, that's great that you bring that up, because I feel like that is another point of, like, why the film belongs in the Criterion Collection, because that's what I'm here for, is to bring that in. And he does have a lot and, of premonitions at work when he's, when they're digging. You know, yes. like something happened, like the rain. He sees the rain, the thunder. Yeah, like you know, all these kind of like signs that are but, happening. But know? it's also like that good mixture of all three of that. So it's like, so you have the family dynamic. You have you know building characters that you can care about once you get to the end. But you also have the premonitions, which you're not sure are real. You're not sure really going to happen. And at the end, even you know when Jessica Chastain sees it, you're not sure if she's seen. You know, you're not sure if it's real. Yeah. But you also have that other layer of mental yeah, illness. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That could be just a premonition too. He could have like you know, yeah. just be daydreaming. Like, like you, know, you don't having... know if that's a real like. Yeah, you don't know if that's like a real thing that he really experienced. Mm-hmm. You or know he's I mean? in the mental hospital. You know, right. getting help because there's that whole thing at the end where it's like, yeah, no, you gotta go you need like we need to like treat you you can't just do something you know like they kind of say like yeah you can go on vacation maybe but we really need to treat you like immediately right to get you like you know help like you know and yeah to really like to really figure it out like there's no because like you said look you know you're right because you said that he was trying to diagnose himself and trying to make himself this thing because he was looking for a quick fix a quick cure for that you just give me pills and I won't worry about this. Yeah. But you're right. There is like a deeper. And he does get pills. He does. And he, but there, he's... but there is a deeper rooted problem. And it makes him piss the bed. <laughs> yes, and it makes him piss the bed. 
Which, you know, look, you don't need pills to piss the bed. Like, you know, you just get drunk, you hang out, you take shelter somewhere and you piss <laughs> you get, the bed. You get doer. You get all doered up in the in the in the truck, you know. But you, but you know what I mean? Like so he was just like, "Okay, I need help, but I don't want to really sit down and like focus on what the root I don't want to hear what you have to say. Just you know, give like, me pills. Just fucking like I got a family. Like I got to go to work. Cause, yeah. And that's but that's what another great thing that's I think another underlying thing about this film is that it has that idea of these working class blue collar people who they don't have time to sit at a, a, a psychiatrist's office because yeah. they have to go to work. Yeah, that and was, they can't get time off. They can't. You know what I mean? That like, was it, one of the difficult. things I was thinking, too. And from the movie is you know so eventually michael shannon gets fired because he used uh, some like equipment from work you know to make the, his uh, he, shelter yeah to help like dig and his stuff like shelter. that yeah and i was like why like so michael shannon gets fired but Dewart doesn't he gets like two weeks like no pay he has you know like just kind yeah, of a suspension just, yeah he's you know? on leave yeah and i was like why is he so upset but i mean that two weeks probably really like you know they don't they can't miss those two weeks. They need yeah. to be working. Like, you know, it's Especially not vacation that, yeah, time, you know. It's yeah, just those like, people. Like, where he yeah. fights them at the little lion's dinner and stuff. Like, Dewart is, like, really pissed. But he's also really pissed that he want him, wanted Dewart moved to another project where he didn't have to supervise him. What, 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 I, what I was he, just going to well, say. what he tells yeah. his, his boss, you know. I was just going to say, he was more pissed. He was more offended about the fact that, like, we, I've worked with you forever and yeah. you just want to get me off the job. That's not how you treat and your it, friends. And it's and just because like, he yeah. had that dream where he attacked him yeah. with a shovel mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And it is one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like... I get that. I get why he would be mad. Yeah. Did he need to yeah. beat him up? No. But still. Yeah, he was hurt. But I mean, that's kind of how those kind those yes. guys, these like blue collar blue collar working guys, are gonna handle that situation. You yeah, know, they're not gonna talk about it. Like, and because you don't yeah. really think about it, but like like you said, it, it really does matter. Those two weeks matter. Like you fuck yeah, with exactly. their money. Yeah. Like that. That's their life. Yeah. I mean, like that one or two weeks. Just like, that, like yeah, because yeah. Jessica Chastain, she's making like these little like you know doilies and like you know like handmade things and stuff like you know doodads you know like doilies zigzags trinkets pillows and stuff like that (laughs) you know she's like she's like you know she's making them herself and she's selling them and like you know because they need the money yeah a bunch of doodads they can't can't just like you know so yeah i kind of understand why he is upset sort of it makes sense it makes sense and and that's why like i really think you know, because you can have a perspective of that, uh, where oh, oh, I see the future, I see something coming, something's gonna come, but it's never in the small town. It's never um, blue collar people. It's never just people who are just you know they they don't they're not you know they're not like a business business executives or something. Yeah, they're just like well, regular people. Yeah, I was and there's s- no there's no like glamour like to their lives and mm-hmm. stuff. So why would so. You know, whatever it is, why would they choose him to see those those visions, well, right? Like, that, why is that's that? Kind you know, of one of the things I like about Jeff Nichols too. It's like, you know, uh, how you said earlier, Noah. He wasn't like he's not like some rich guy. He's just like a bottom. Yeah, he was like a kinda, horrible drunk. Yeah, and just like you know, like it's always the people that like, you know, like don't get like you wouldn't believe even like someone else like you know like it's just what like the common folk you know yeah and just that you know and like, a lesser writer like me would have probably been like oh i'll do that story but in la <laughs> like why does it need to be a yeah an, a, a person from anyone. la it could start from anyone it can be from like yeah, yeah. yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut but yeah off. like <laughs> that 
that's also what I like about Jeff Nichols is like, you know, kind of like, cause he always has these themes. Like even in midnight special, there was like, you know, this like, um, you know, theme of, you know, the biblical themes and stuff like that, where like, you know, they're trying to get this kid, like, you know, like it's the Mormons, like trying to, is that what they were like a religious it, group. it was sort of Some like the sort Mormons. of like it wasn't exactly them, it wasn't Mormon. it was, it was like exactly, origin, yeah pretty much a religious cult kind yes. of like yeah, yeah. Where it's it was really sort like, of like that yeah, yeah. i mean and mormons all i mean pretty much any yeah kind and of they're cult. trying to you know like, join trying our to cult. take the kid because he has like these premonitions and he has this power you know and that's yeah jeff i really think he like you know is he grew up you know like in the bible belt kind of you know like in the middle like flyover states so that's gonna like you know seep into his writing you know like these kind of like biblical things and like the storm like that's coming and like you know yeah. the premonitions like they don't just like it just doesn't happen one day like and i, they also I imagine get, like, like you said like a lot of people probably talk about that mm-hmm. in his life as he yeah. grew up that was yeah, part exactly. of the thing yeah you it know? was just one of those things. like yeah i mean seeing this movie is probably how he grew up you know like right even but, mud have yeah, mud, mud too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I haven't seen mud in a while, but that's a good one to watch again. It is, and that's and you know, sorry if yeah. you're going to keep going. No, go ahead. I, oh well, no, I was just going to say that bringing it to this. That's I mean, bringing it to the collection is one of the reasons because like you know, even bringing up mud, it's like that's sort of like his take on like Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like these two kids who just find this dude and they just sort of go on this adventure with him and you know they don't actually get on a raft and go down a river with him but they go but it becomes more real than a story it becomes like oh they're gonna get shot they're gonna get killed Mm -hmm. and i think that's like a great balance of what that is especially in midnight special it is that too it's just like yeah it's like cute that like this kid has these powers and it's really cool but a government's really gonna take him and like fucking like put him in like something you know and that's what i feel this story has that most of stories you know where it's like a guy talking about oh the a premonition of stuff we talked about the last wave you know you know people who are talking about premonitions stuff yeah the like wave that, didn't go that deep you it know doesn't. like it doesn't like it really doesn't it's but, really surface and kind of like but this a feels, lot of exposition but this feels very much like it's it, it has a reason why um jeff nichols decided to make a movie about someone who's you know going through mental illness or maybe he's not dealing with mental illness maybe it's not that maybe he just thinks he is and he and he's just you know what i mean it's it's a lot of stuff but to make it about you know uh kind of like a disaster film where it's like you know you could have literally make some like sci-fi typical disaster film about like some dad who's just like oh i gotta make a shelter for my family because i'm seeing some storm coming and it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They just go through like the scary motions and show you like the scary scenes and like the, you know, and he has some like pretty, um, not scary, but it, they have kind of like a feeling of like, what, what is it like that movie, The Road? Where uh, it's a, like a this, dread, you know? Yeah, it's like where, you know, where like, you know, they, they take the daughter out of the car mm-hmm. and all that stuff where it feels like the world is like ending and like mm-hmm. everything's going on. Like and, they're, panic, and they're very yeah. quick scenes and they're very small. They don't need big scenes for that to, you know, make sense. And I don't know, that, that just feels like I've never seen anything like that in a film from a new director... We're talking about Jeff Nichols. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think Take Shelter belongs. Let's talk. I mean, we haven't even talked about the performances, and we don't have to get deep into them. I'll just say really quick Michael Shannon bringing that kind of like actually feeling like a real like father and bringing that fear 
of all that stuff and not feeling like this big uh, kind of monster that he kind of is yeah. and where you kind of feel like he might play he, you know you're like oh there's no way Michael Shannon can play an everyman absolutely he can and better than most everyman can play it and he really shows emotion Jessica Chastain again she literally plays this kind of uh, subdued housewife who you know she doesn't really you know she's never like yelling she's, she's very not supportive. like the other housewives you know yeah, she's, she's very supportive yeah. she understands with her husband she's not trying to be some like oh like like um what what's her name from um what is what show is she in uh eastbound and down eastbound and down yeah yes. uh, kathy she, mixon yeah she plays like a wife who's sort of like oh like i'm just like oh my husband's an idiot and he gets drunk oh my god yeah. and like oh like i just, just slap him very and, like you know spilling the tea all the time yes kind of kind We're, of person you know yeah and jessica chastain is very like uh, a very serious person she cares about her family yeah she like, wants to take yes. care of her family that's like her first priority she doesn't care about all this other stuff that's going on you know yes and and there's no she never has like a big scene where it's like oh she needs to be loud or something she needs yeah she does kind of like she slaps michael shannon she does have like certain scenes where she does have to be aggressive but yeah. it's never big it's never loud and she's like so fucking good in this yeah. Like she's green. Yeah, this. like where most like where you would have got a close up of the slap, you know? It's just the scene is kinda just playing, he walks into, you know, the house again after he's just gotten fired, you know, and it's just and the camera just stays there and like she, you know, you see her going up to him because she's upset because of what, you know, she like because they're losing their insurance and they Right. And the appointment for the, her, their daughter is like six weeks, this is two you know, like it's this whole thing, you know, and you feel that she's gonna hit him kind of you know but and she does and it, that's why it feels well, like so like it, it is sort of like this thing that just like winds up right mm -hmm. when he first shows up and he explains that and you're yeah. just like oh i mean yeah. you don't know if she's gonna hit him but you know something's yeah. gonna happen and once she hits him you're like oh like that yeah. tension releases but it's never like this but it was kind of like yeah like a suspense or like a tense moment you know yeah. you don't know what she's gonna do because she really like i mean yeah she's kind of she's yelled at him and stuff like that but she hasn't like you know she's always still very his wife and like kind of backs him up you know so it's really like uh so it's really like you know it's tense when she does slap him you know like it's it's really it's really saying something about her character like she's up to her boiling point you know yeah where she you know she hasn't been but she's been getting there because like just the little things that he's been doing you know like uh you know taking out the loan for the, like to do the shelter and right stuff it like makes that, sense for her know? to be upset at yes. him and stuff like that especially because it's their daughter they're, right it's finally like, it's the family yeah. like where she's like they're he's really like kind of fucking it up so sort of and that was another know? great thing about i think about the script is that it never gave me a reason to be like oh she's just being some bitchy wife or something she and then especially like her her uh performance was always just it was always like um it was just like teetered that line of like mm -hmm. oh yeah like I'm just I'm I'm just like a responsible person yeah like you know it's yeah she's never, never that at all yeah. yeah it was never some like angry thing or it was never like irrational or every anything yeah. it was just like such a great balance of all that yeah. and so that's my argument Mondo this is about mental illness <laughs> this film is about mental illness and you're mental though and and I'm mental for it <laughs> because I think that Jeff Nichols really captured that idea of i'm doing my final thoughts and before i shoot it to you and give me your Ooh. you know this is my final thoughts i think jeff nichols really made a film about something that is about mental illness right so here is this this man who just lived his life knowing that his mother 
had this mental illness. She's put in a hospital, and he was just like, oh, it's it, it's probably going to get passed down to me in some way. But he lived his life in a way that he was just like, I'm just going to like push through it. I'm not going to like, this is like a small town. I have nothing else to do but to just push through this. I can't just like buckle like you know i can't just be like oh i got mental illness please someone take care of me like it's just like that's just not the way we do it around here we just boom you know we just go and so he tried and he got to a point where it started to creep up and there was no way that he could stop it you know he had a family he had everything and there's no way that he could stop that and so it just was coming it was building up it was building up and so i think there is really an aspect of sure the storm and everything is real but I think what it really is trying to say at the end when Jessica Chastain looks at that storm and she finally sees a storm and she looks at it, I think her being like, you know, and she looks at him and says, okay, like, I think that's just being like, oh, yeah, like, you're just going to sort of be like this. And I'm, I love you enough to just weather this storm with you me and our child we're gonna figure this out like our family is gonna figure out your your mental illness you know we're not just gonna throw you in a mental institution somewhere like they did with the mom you know mm-hmm. we're gonna figure this out and i think that you know on top of that you and it you know you don't even have to like realize that you can just watch the film and be like oh yeah this is just a cool movie about a guy who just sees shit he just sees a premonition <laughs> I don't know who's saying that. But. I mean, I don't know. Because people who might not look as deep into it as something. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, this is just like, it's cool to see Michael Shannon go crazy and like lose his shit. But that's that's why I want to bring this to the collection because I feel like it, it is more than just, oh, disaster movie. Guy sees a tornado coming and he was able to tell that, oh, yeah, it was coming. You're right. Sorry. I think it's more so about mental illness and about that storm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mondo, yeah. let me know what you think. Last thoughts, let me know if it should be in or not. All right. You want to stand by your man. We'll see what not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just talking of this about this with you now is, you know, making me see it's a lot deeper than uh, initially I thought, you know, like, and the, there is a lot to the story, even though, yeah, you could not see you could not see that and just say it was a cool disaster movie, dude. You know, like yeah, but it's like I mean, Shannon got sick. <laughs> you know, Shannon dug deep. You know, yeah, Shannon made a sick shelter, bruh. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make one myself. You know, like you know, it could be that it, it's for the bros too. Yeah. You know, and I mean the thing about Jeff Nichols too is like I like his like kind of like uh, religious kind of like themes that are going on and how. He, and also this kind of sci-fi element to it like you know in midnight special they both have those kind of things going on and just like but they also feel very you know grounded and real and like you know like this could actually happen you know like where like you know how you know you're supposed to take the bible as like you know tales of caution you know just like fairy tale you know yeah shit like that yeah like red right little red right and don't go wandering in the woods or Wolf's gonna... Is Little Red Red Hood in the Bible? No, but I'm just oh. saying like a fairy tale, like a <laughs> cautionary tale. You know, like these are things that we've learned from. That's why they tell these stories to uh-huh. you. Yeah. That's why they're telling take shelter to you, Jordan, so you realize something that I think you need to take shelter. Well, I just, I think, I, I, yeah, I just need to realize that I need to 
Yeah, you need on help. Mental illness. Mm-hmm. I need to really grab a hold of that. You're before, sick and you need help <laughs> before it turns into. Bleh. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, honestly, I was like kind of like not unimpressed by Take Shelter, but I was kind of like, yeah, it was good. It has all these things going on, like you know. But like talking about it more and like you know like seeing a little bit more into it. It does have that what it needs to be a Criterion film, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised by that. Is a buzz? I was, I, I'm very subbuzzed. <laughs> it's a buzz. I'm and subdued I, and you're subbuzzed. I'm very surprised by that, really. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it does, the story is there, you know? And that's what really, like, is this, like, what this film kind of, like, puts it over everything else, you know? Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's, I mean, it's filmed fine. It's kind of plainly, like, you know, it's nothing crazy or anything like that. The, you know, but the story is really what catapults this film. And the acting, too, obviously, because these actors really, you know, they know how to act. And they're bringing something to the table. And, and if it was, like, you know, if it was a lesser actors, like, you know, it would just not work, you know. But because it's Michael, uh, Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain and, you know. Shea Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum, you know, but Yeah, the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend. Yeah. But both I mean both Shannon and Chastain, I mean, they're great actors and they deserve to be in the collection. Okay. Well, they both are. Well, no. Chastain is. She's in a uh, Tree of Life. She's up there. Oh, name. okay. But Maybe not Shannon, right? Shannon's probably not. I don't know. Maybe in uh, some one some one day. Kangaroo Jack is going to yeah. bring him there. Groundhog Day, he's in that. Um <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's surprising. So, All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Right. But film fools before film bros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. We just let in Take Shelter. And that was a premonition that I had. I had a dream last night that it was going to go in. Mm-hmm. Do we recommend you to see both these movies, Mondo? I mean, if you want to watch The Last Wave, go for it. But, I mean, obviously go see Take Shelter. It's on Hulu right now, and I think Amazon Prime. There you go. I agree and with everything he just Last said. Last Wave's on It's the, on the Criterion channel. channel. But I would say go check oh, out Oh, and it's on Take HBO. Shelter. It's on Max. HBO as well, yeah. Check out, uh, check out uh, Take Shelter. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was a, uh, you know, Take Shelter's in... It's a premonition thing, you know? I you know, I see a premonition and what I see is that you guys are gonna be liking our episodes and sharing our episodes and listening to our episodes because we love you and you're you're all part of the cult. And so what we want you to do is I would like it if you followed the Criterion Cult at Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram. Then also if you want to follow me, you can follow me at, at young Jane Fonda on Instagram. This is Jordan. And then you can look me up on Letterboxd at, at, you know, Jordan Garcia. That's where you can find me. Again, I know that's a lot, but you can pause it, look one thing up, start it again, pause it, look one thing up, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's fine. Mondo, where can we find you? And what are we what are we doing next week? We, You know, it's been a while since we put yeah. out an episode, so what are we doing next time? Yeah, so next week we're doing, we're dropping the drop, and then we're going to become friends with Eddie Coyle. <laughs> Damn, that was a sick ass wordplay. Uh, not really, but <laughs> well, I mean, in a okay. way that in a way that you confused us. Yes, <laughs> I can completely confuse everyone, even myself. So, the Friends of Eddie Coyle is on the Criterion Channel. That's the Criterion film, 
And yes. then the drop starring uh, James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy. I'm bringing to trying to bring into the collection to the cult, which might be. I, I'm sure it's available somewhere. The drop. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure honestly. I think it's on HBO Max, but we'll, I we'll, don't yeah. think it is. But you can follow me at save underscore mondo on all the socials, whatever yeah. socials I have. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate everything. Um, again, the only reason we're trying to figure out where these movies play is because we want you guys to follow along and watch these movies with us. So thank you guys so much. See you guys next time. Yeah, join the cult. Cool.